Warning, the content you are about to listen to is not, I repeat, not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This podcast can contain crude humor, adult situations, strong language, and drug references. Sorry, Mom. Listener discretion. I repeat, listener discretion is advised. And also, any music that is played at at any point in time during the history of the bakery, I do not own. Point blank and period. Hope you all enjoy, and go fuck yourselves! It's that time once again. Welcome to, as the Facebook page calls it, the Aaron Baker Podcast. But it's technically called The Bakery. Because why? Because fuck you, that's why. It's my last name. It's clever. Go fuck yourself. So, this is another fine edition of The Bakery. And I just want to thank each and every one of you that has downloaded episodes 1 through 3 because without the support of you this podcast probably would continue until about 10 episodes and then I just say fuck it but I I just want to say thank you for the support um but for but before we get into like anything you know subtopic wise um, I just want to give a couple shout-outs here. Uh, well, some cheap plugs. Go check out the Angry Misfits on YouTube. Um, Zach and I still have to set up a time for us to do our little interview shindig thing. Um, of course, I'm going to try Facebook, Facebook Messenger, see if I can record audio off of that. And... But yeah, in the meantime, go check the Angry Misfits out. Go check out um, my friend Isaiah Church. Go check out his stuff on YouTube. That's Isaiah Church. 
literally on YouTube. Uh let's see here. Um trying to think. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a big surprise that's coming on Saturday. Saturday night, actually. And honestly, that's as much as I'm going to tell you because I can't really say too much right now without it being kind of spoiled for everybody else. Um, but yeah, something special with um, with yours truly is happening Saturday. Saturday night at 8 p.m. my time. Um, so stay tuned. Keep your eyes locked on that Facebook page. I know I haven't been active on that Facebook page. I just keep posting, you know, episode updates and whatnot. And that's honestly all I can do because you guys got to start reacting to my stuff. You guys got to tell me what you liked and what you didn't like. And I'd also like to give a personal shout-out to William Ferguson, today I was pushing a cart of dough at work, and he was like, dude, your episode 3 about 9-11, that was some good shit. So thank you, my friend. I really appreciated it. Um, so without further ado, we might as well get into some NFL college football action. Um, first of all, what the fuck is going on with the damn Steelers? I mean, honestly. Le'Veon Bell's kind of holding his little ass out. Um, and we found out recently Antonio Brown missed, missed uh, workouts on Monday because he had a personal issue. But I'm telling you right now. And and here's the th here's an update on the Le'Veon Bell situation. They removed him from all like game day rosters. Like the press release rosters, he's not on there. You can't find him on the website either. So, Le'Veon Bell has pissed off the Steelers. Meanwhile, in Who Day Land, boy, we are sitting pretty at two and zero. And honestly, I'm not gonna hold on to that. Do you want to know why? Would you like to know why? Amber's got a dip in. She can't really talk. So, this is why. The Bengals... Don't get me started. Don't get me started on that yet. That's that's next. Don't get me started on that hillbilly bullshit yet. You are the farthest thing from a hillbilly. Like I said, we'll get into that in a little bit, okay? Let me, let me have my one-track mind here, because I'm on a roll. Oh my fucking god. Um this is why I won't hold the Bengals accountable for their 2 and 0 record. Yes, they have shown me a lot cuz I've been paying attention to some of the games. Of course, the Thursday night game last week I couldn't really pay attention to because I had to work on Friday. Um Oh, I forgot to give somebody a shout out. Fuck. I'll get to them in a minute after I get this NFL and college football stuff. But the Bengals always seem to always get my hopes up just for them to be dropped. Mid-season, late in the season. I mean, right now, 
is the prime opportunity for the Bengals to go fucking ham sandwich. The Browns are just the fucking Browns. The Steelers are struggling, and the Ravens are struggling. Right now, in my opinion, the most perfect team right now that has no flaws, well, except for the injury to Joe Mixon right now, is the Bengals in the AFC North. I can't say the only team, because people will go like, Well, what about that team? What about that team? What about that team? What about the Patriots? What about those? But right now, the a- the AFC North is for the Bengals taking right now. It's wide open. But, I will give the Steelers the benefit of the doubt, because they do this shit every year. They suck in September. They're mediocre in October. And by mediocre, they win about the same amount of games as they lose. And then in November, December, they just go fucking... They're on fire. It happens every year. But right now, it's the Bengals' time. And you know who else's time it is? It ain't Michigan's. I'll tell you that much. You're not going to sit there... And say, oh man, did you see? We won two in a row. We won two in a row. Okay. To Western Michigan, who I believe has yet to win a game. And to SMU, who has yet to win a game, but gave you fits. Don't think I wasn't paying attention. Gave you fits throughout the, throughout the game. But again, it's just Michigan being... Michigan. Nothing else to it. But the big news. So Ohio State survived TCU. Yeah, they were down at the half. I'll give the Michigan fans that that little notion there. They were down at the half. But Ohio State's a second half team. Yeah, we may have lost Nick Bosa. For this week and hopefully not next week because next week is Penn State. We kind of, I mean, I think we'll be okay defensively, but with him on the field, it'll help. But, yeah, this weekend, oh, here's the other big news. The urban legend comes back this week and is uh, the head coach once again. Sorry, Tulane, but we're about to score 60 fucking points on you. And me and my friend, Jonte, we knew it last year when we went to the Army game and Dwayne, and they put Dwayne Haskins in at quarterback. We knew this guy was going to be a stud. And honestly, he is not making us a liar. The kid is showing up, and he's doing fantastic. Now, that's it for the NFL. That's it for the football stuff. How about we get into some of the personal stuff? Amber brought up the word hillbilly. And that immediately got my mind racing. But first, I want to give a shout out to the Extreme Wrestling Federation. They're having a uh, three-day show this weekend. I want to wish everybody a good luck on all their matches and all that stuff. Yeah, I may be storyline fired, but I'm working on it. I'm working my way back in. I've got some I got some stuff in the works. 
And that's all I'm going to say about that. But, here's what happened to me this week, this past week. So I was going through a lot of personal issues that I'm not going to get into here on the podcast. It's just stress-related stuff and anxiety-related stuff that's just too much at times. But I'm sitting here, and I'm playing... Excuse me. Oh, fuck. That was me yawning. Um, so I'm sitting here, playing video games, right? And if anybody wants to know, I was playing Overwatch. And I get this fucking phone call. It's from the guy. Oh, by the way, this was episode two. It's getting hot in here. If you guys can recall, I, if I knew the timestamp, guys, I would give you the audio, but I called my youngest brother, the ugly duckling of the group, in holy, and I said, holy shit. So this motherfucker, by the way, that's his favorite word, this motherfucker calls me on the phone, and is like this, Oi. Listen here, you son of a bitch. I didn't like what you said on the podcast. I don't give a fuck what your problem is with Davis. But listen here, motherfucker. You say uh, you ain't got beef with me, and you call me an ugly duckling? Well, that's just fucked up, motherfucker. My response was, I'm sorry you feel that way. You don't have to listen. But thanks for the, thanks for the uh, download. I appreciate it. Well, listen here, motherfucker. Again, with the motherfucker. Whatever's between you and Davis needs to stay between you and Davis. I've done nothing to you for the past five years. Ding! And let me tell you something. Again, I didn't like what you said on the podcast. Okay, it's for fun. What are you going to do about it? Well, let me tell you something, you son bitch. Why don't you come to my house? You know where I live. I'll fucking kick your fucking ass. I proceeded to get angry. I was like, okay, cool. That That's awesome. You want to come? You guys resort to violence. That's That's awesome. That's terrific. Okay. To the point I proceeded to tell him, you know, I don't want an assault charge on my fucking record. Thank you very much. Because I know the second that I fucking touch either you or Davis, oh man, the world's going to fucking end and the nuke is going to fucking drop. And then, and again, because I know you're going to fucking listen to this. Boyd, you don't have to like what I say, because honestly, I don't care. You didn't have to fucking call me, because all you and Davis want to do is just start some shit. And boy, did you ever. You pissed me off. Go figure, that's all they want to do is just to piss me off. Again, 
you, Davis, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your aunt, your uncle, whoever the fuck listens to this. They don't have to fucking listen, but if you're going to listen, I appreciate it. Listen to it for what it's fucking worth. It was a fucking joke, motherfucker. And that's exactly what this is, motherfucker. It's a motherfucking joke. I'm having fun, and if I'm not allowed to have fun, guess what? There's a thing in the fucking Constitution, you dumb bitch, that says, I have a First Amendment right to freedom of speech. God damn, ain't that something special? Shit, Amber, ain't that something special? Fucking idiot. You can't you can't sit there and tell me not to say something. It's a fu- it's fucking freedom of speech and at this point it's freedom of fucking press. Yeah, you know what? You guys are literally like Donald Trump. <laughs> you guys are literally like Donald Trump. In Donald Trump's eyes, the media says something negative about him like President Trump, your hair looks absolutely shitty today. And he'll go on Twitter and go like, What this person said in the newspaper about my hair looking like shit, I shampoo it and condition it 30 times a day. Okay? I'm going to call the New York Post and have that man fired. That's literally what you guys are. You guys are Donald Trump. You guys are going to sit there and get fucking butt hurt over me saying something that was in the heat of the moment and I was trying to get people to laugh. Okay? Cry me the fucking river of Jordan for all I fucking care. Because at this point, it's petty fucking drama. It, it honestly is. And if all you guys are going to do is just sit here and call me and harass me. Cool. Because you're doing the job that the podcast, that that episode... Episode 2, it's getting hot in here. What's supposed to do? Supposed to create controversy. Because like, I can't say he's a good friend because I don't know him personally. But like Eric Bischoff said, and if, and listen here, motherfucker, gonna give you a history lesson. Eric Bischoff is in prof- is a, he's not a professional wrestler. He used to be the owner of, of WCW. World Championship Wrestling, dipshit. And he's and he has a book that says Controversy Creates Cash. Am I getting paid to do this? No. But Controversy Created Listens in my case. Episode two is the highest highest listened to episode to date. Is that my fault? No, not really. I had just had a lot of people that were pissing me off at the time, and I needed to get all, get it off my chest. So one down, two more to go. No, sorry. One down, one more to go. I still got to hear from your fucking sister. But she's too fucking poor to even have a fucking phone that supports Podbean. Oops. 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 Just like the rat song said, slip, slip, slip a little lip. I love the way you move those hips. Loose lips sink ships. And by the way, you don't miss. And by the way, I don't have any 
I just sing them to you. They're it's from the song "Slip of the Lip" by Dancing on. Huh? Yeah, I don't own the lyrics. So Stephen Piercy, don't fucking sue me, jerk. Uh, okay. What else can I say? Oh, um. Oh, here. I'm gonna warn you right now. You know what? Fuck it. I'm name dropping. Hello, Greg Steele. How are you doing, you fucking pickly some bitch? Didn't think I would let you fucking slip by, now would you? Now this is in episode three, episode four, Revenge of the uh, Revenge of the Dipshits. But I'm telling you right now, and I, I had the, I've had this saying that you said to me when you got really pissed off at me for whatever reason. That has stuck with me throughout the years. You want to know? You told me, nobody gives a fuck about Ozzy Osbourne, Ace Frehley, or Kiss. Hmm. I'm here to tell you, that's a fucking lie. You may not care about it. I do. And so do millions of others. So you're like one in a million. It's pretty sad. Pretty sad to think about. Yeah. Didn't think I would find that one out now, did you? Dumbass. Oh, and I can't wait to get a fucking phone call from my mom about that, about that one. Ooh! Because guess what? I'm sitting on my couch right now. And this is me being a man. You and I, sir, have some unfinished business. Am I going to knock you out? No. Am I going to punch you? No. Am I going to strap you to a chair with duct tape and beat the shit out of you? No. I'd rather sit down and talk through our fucking problems like a fucking adult. I like your fucking sons. We just want to resort to violence all the time. Oh, hen. Hey, Davis. It was Lockington, Ohio, not Washington Courthouse, you dipshit. Lockington, Ohio. I'll let you know when I'm there next, bitch. But like I said, we can be adults or we could resort to violence like like fucking children. Plain and simple. Doors wide open. It's just your choice whether you want to come in or to stand on the outside looking in. And like I said, if you guys got any fucking problem, any problem at all, don't bother calling me because I ain't answering. I said what I needed to say and I'll have plenty more to say. And trust me, don't go to mom with your bullshit. Because guess what? I don't want to hear her shit either. I love you, mom. But seriously, back off a little. I understand that Davis and Boyd are half-blood. 
half-blood. You asked, you know, I I was asked by my mom when she passes away, are we going to sit there and argue while she's getting lowered into the ground? No. No. I'll be the bigger person. I won't say a fucking word to them. They're pretty much dead to me at this point. That's dead history. And you know what? I'm going to say this right now. Because I know, I know, you know, I focused on this for a little bit too long. But boy, do you want to sit there and make fun of me for playing football in the yard by myself? You want to sit there and make fun of me for all this other shit that I did by myself? Played Yu-Gi-Oh! by myself. Did all this other shit by myself. What the fuck was I supposed to do? You and Davis had the fucking TV hog from the fucking Xbox. And every time I turn on the fucking radio while you were on the headset, Hey, can you turn that off? I had no friends around, so... The fuck was I supposed to do? Just sit there twiddle my thumbs? Don't think so. Don't fucking think so. Well, I think I've beaten this dead horse for a little bit too long, but oh well. But like I said, motherfucker, you want to come at me with some twisted bullshit? Better make sure you have your fucking facts straight. I have a First Amendment right, dipshit, and it's freedom of the fucking press. So kiss my fucking white pasty asshole. Go chew on that tobacco. Go kiss your girlfriend that probably looks like a fucking dude. And go live your fucking life. Leave me the fuck alone, motherfucker. So now, it's time to get into the main event. This episode... Is an album review, the first one, the first one of this long, long journey. And it's D. Snyder's recent release, For the Love of Metal. And here's the first song. But, before I even get into the album review of D. Snyder's For the Love of Metal... Some news came to me, well, came to the world, what was it, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, or the night before, um, so that would have been Wednesday night, yeah. Wednesday night, KISS has announced their final farewell, farewell tour. And yours truly is going to try to see them... The max amount of years. Three. See, Amber says, because I know she's not going to allow me to go three times. And that's... Amber wants to go see Ed Sheeran. And if he, if, he, if he comes close enough, I'll get you tickets. Okay. Probably in Columbus. 
But if it's their farewell tour, I got to go big or go home. Well, I got to see them at least once, sweetheart. They're like my favorite band of all time. Oh my god. Okay, so I said that they're shit for one reason. Paul Stanley's voice is not where it was a decade ago. Is that my fault? No. I still I, I still have to see Kiss live to cross that off my bucket list. Huh? Oh my god. But my thoughts on this whole tour is that they should go big and go home. I'm talking tour with Ace Fraley, not in the band, but as a supporting act. Have the Kulik brothers do their thing that they did on the recent Kiss Cruise. And I think we'll be golden. I really think... And have Peter Chris. You know, come out, maybe sing a couple songs, maybe sing Beth or something. I don't know. Just go big and go home. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I forgot. Sunday, I'm going to go with my friend Tyler Wackler all the way out to Indiana because Ozzy doesn't make an Ohio stop until... I don't know, but all I know is that it's up towards Cleveland, so that would be an even further drive. But Ozzy's going to be in Indiana on Sunday, and Tyler's, Tyler Wackler's going to take me because nobody decided to offer him money for his ticket, so he just messaged me and said that I could basically have it for free. So I'm going to go see Ozzy Osbourne Sunday night, and I'm going to make it to work Monday morning at 3 a.m., well, at 4 a.m. And there is Theodore, ladies and gentlemen, making an appearance. But yeah, so I'll, I'll talk about the Aussie thing. I've never seen... Okay, so as a child, I was sheltered. Wasn't allowed to go to any concerts, all that bullshit. Because my... Because my parents at the time didn't want to pay money for something that I would enjoy, which is bullshit in itself. But I've never, like, people, you know, that I've become close friends with are like, how have you not seen this person and that person and that person? Because I, one, when they come towards my town, I never have the money. Two, sheltered childhood. And three, I'm just now getting into their music, which mo which most of the time it's never three. Now, I'm excited. I'm excited. Ozzy Osbourne's on his No More Tours tour. Uh, and I'll get to see the amazing guitar player Zach Wilde for the first time as well. So there's two things crossed off my bucket list. But I was I was checking out. I'll tell you this. I was checking out a BMI Indoor Speedway in um. Is it Versailles? 
for Sales, Ohio. I don't know. But there's like an indoor thing um, in Versailles, and they're going to have. They're going to have Yingve Malmsteen. He's a guitar player. November 3rd. I probably won't go to that one. That's too. That's like too close to Thanksgiving and Christmas time. And, but, yeah. So there's my concerts for the, well, the concert for the year. Because last year I got to see Queensryche with Kicks. This year I get to see Ozzy. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Perfectly fine with it. But, without further ado, I've rambled on a little too too much. Uh, let's get into this album review, and here is the first track. Lies are a business. fucking track that is uh let's get all the boring shit out of the way for people that really give a shit um so 
if you haven't figured it out, that was D. Snyder on vocals. Uh, Charlie Belmore is on guitar and bass. Nikki Belmore is on drums. Now, this is the one thing that kind of pisses me that kind of pissed me off when I first looked at it. And excuse me, I'm burping over here. But D didn't write any of these songs, which kind of sucks, because it's a D. Snyder solo album. But he didn't really write any of the songs, and that's depressing. Um, Lies Are a Business was written by Jamie Josta, Joel Grind, Charlie Belmore, and Nikki Belmore. Um, let's see, what can I say about this track? I love it. First of all, opening track of this, um, let's see, 12, yeah, 12 song album. And, you know, I'll tell you guys a quick story. When I first heard that this was coming out, I was like, okay, cool. D's got his own, you know, solo album coming out. And I heard uh, Become the Storm. And that's a song that I really fell in love with. And then I think Tomorrow's No Concern came out as way. Came out as way. Came out as well. And I just, I decided after that one I was gonna get I was gonna get the album, but I've listened to this album all the way through. Let's see, five times now. And let me tell you, if this isn't an anti-establishment song, I don't know what is. I mean, think about it. Lies are a business. Sorry, here I'll say it. They won't say it. Lies are a business too. Call me conspiracy theorist Jones over here, but sounds like an anti-establishment song to me. But um, D. Snyder, D. What? Shut up. D. Snyder's vocals throughout this album just honestly kick ass, and I think this dude is at least sixty-six years old, and he sounds phenomenal. Uh, here's a little side story. Um, August 25th, me and my friend Josh Lehman, who will be in an episode um, here pretty soon, I hope. And we were we were going to Huber Heights on the 25th. And while everybody was at the Rock and Pot Expo in Nashville, we were sitting in the parking lot of the Rose Music Center in Huber Heights listening to Dee Snyder's... Um, sound check and boy let me tell you I wish I hadn't have missed that concert I would I, it would have been nice to see Warren and Dokken because those are two bands I want to see as well get those crossed off my list but you know I didn't have the money at the time to buy the tickets and it was literally day of the show and I'm pretty sure it sold out it, it was probably selling out but I mean just to just to start off the track start off the album with a killer tune like that sets you up for a ride so now we're gonna go into the second song tomorrow's no concern Like gave you yesterday, you can 
like I said, that's track number two, Tomorrow's No Concern. Again, that's D. Snyder, D. Snyder on vocals, Charlie Belmore on guitar and bass, Nikki Belmore on drums. It was written by Jamie Jostic, Charlie Belmore, and Nikki Belmore. Now, like I said before, this was a song that made me want to get this album, and I just waited in anticipation for. Um, I mean, this song starts off with a bass line, and it's just... After that, D. Snyder just takes over, as only D. Snyder can fucking do. And after that, you know, the after this, the album starts to starts to go up on a high note and then you know it's gonna I'm gonna tell you right now spoiler alert it's gonna take a little dip and then it'll come back up and then finish off kinda kinda at a plateau for me but with this song I absolutely love it it's not it's not my favorite but it's my I gotta at least say my third or fourth favorite song off of this album um I mean, there's not much else I could say about it, but um, D. I'll say this: D. Snyder throughout this album shows that him vocally, he still fucking got it. And if he's coming to your town, go see him. At least give him that that satisfaction, man. Just just support what he's doing now. Because sooner or later he's not gonna do, be able to do it anymore. Just like just like all these other bands that are going through these farewell tours, they're not gonna be around forever. But let's go to my favorite track now, track number three. I am the hurricane. <laughs> Begins. Your life and death are one in the 
Jesus fucking Christ. What can I say about this song besides it being my favorite off of the album? You know what? I'll say it right now. This song kicks fucking ass. Like, absolute fucking ass. Like, I'm so, I'm sorry. I don't care if you like this type of music or not. Go out and pick this album up. Go go pick this album up. Just listen to it. I'm telling you, you're not going to be disappointed. He's, he's D is killing it vocally in this song. You guys just heard it right there before I started in with my review of the song. You know, my favorite... My favorite line here is, I am the force of nature. Destroy your great design. I am the warning you will never heed in time. And then it goes, Every whisper of doubt, I am the hurricane. Every breath of grief, I am the hurricane. Every statement of disbelief, I am the hurricane. I leave you all in my wake. You know... The the I could use this song to my own personal issue with my brothers because I can pretty much leave them in the fucking dust at this point. I really can't. I can devastate them as much as I want. And am I going to result to that? Not really. I'll just result to the comedy side of things. But... You know, with this being my favorite song off of the album, it, it's hard, like, there's some songs on here that got close to beating it as my favorite, but just, it wasn't there, and you're gonna, and you're gonna notice something as well with these songs, they're very, very short. Now, this one, uh, D's on vocals. Charlie Belmore is on guitars and bass again. Nikki Belmore on drums this time. It was written by Howard Jones, Mark Morton, Nikki Belmore, and Jamie Jasta. So, as you can tell, Jamie Jasta had a lot of leftover material. A lot to offer this album. Not gonna lie. Um... But, I mean, there's not much more I can really say about this song. It, it just kicks ass. You guys heard it yourself. If you, don't believe, if, you don't, if you don't think so, then I honestly don't know what to tell you. But the next song, song number four, is called American Made. And boy, after last week being the 17th anniversary, anniversary of 9-11... What a fitting song.
here's a song that has grown on me. At first, I didn't really like this song. You know, I kind I kind of just glossed over it because I was just still in awe of "I Am the Hurricane." So I went back this week and was listening to it, and I was like, you know what? This song is actually pretty freaking killer. So so far to me, there's the first four songs are killer, no filler. But of course, with every album. There's always going to be filler unless you're operate Queensryche's Operation Mindcrime, and there is no fucking filler on that album. But we're getting ready to get into some of the f- some of the filler tracks, in in my opinion, of course. But right now we're talking about American Made. Was D. Snyder on vocals? Every song's got D on vocals. Just so I'm saving some time here. Uh, every song has Charlie Belmore and Nikki Belmore on drums. This one was written by Jamie Josta, Charlie Belmore, and Nikki Belmore. And, and I'm telling you, just that freaking scream. Sorry, that growl in the beginning of the song. Holy shit. I did not know that D. Snyder could do that shit. I'm telling you right now. That freaking growl was ridiculous. Yes. Amber's over here fucking laughing at me. I don't know why. What are you laughing about? Dude, fuck off. (laughs) So you're going to sit here and make fun of me for... So you're gonna like sit there. Okay, but the second Ed Sheeran puts out a new album, you're gonna. And guys, she's totally fucking joking on that one. I know she has a thing for Mr. Ed Sheeran, and she knows that he's married. Okay. He's marrying me. I'm only going to put the bruh thing in here once, okay? And I'm too lazy to go search for another soundbite, so... What the fuck? Just do it yourself. <laughs> the fuck? Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> so, I don't even know where the fuck I was. Here, the fucking train has fucking derailed itself. But, I will say, watching the music video, yes, there's a music video for this song. Uh, It was released last week, actually, to this day, um, September 14th, and I actually kind of like the music video. It gets me, it gets you into the rhythm of things. But let's move on to a song that I really don't like that much called Roll Over You. It's not just a question for 
That was Roll Over You. Uh, this one actually features somebody different on bass guitar, and that is Tanya O'Callaghan. And let me tell you, just looking at these lyrics, man, this this album is like me. It has a lot of attitude. I said that this album is like me. It has a lot of attitude. And there is another special appearance by the Peanut Gallery. Um, you know, I can't really put my finger on it, what I don't like about this song. I guess I guess it's because I haven't heard it a whole bunch. You know, this is one of the songs that I'll skip just to get to the next song. Pro get, give it another month and I'll probably end up liking maybe more songs than than not because I probably don't like two songs on this album which will probably change by the end of the night not gonna lie but and to Boyd and Davis this is uh this is a song for you fuck faces and just just for this one uh, you mean nothing to me fucking with me was your big mistake so there you go. That's from D. Snyder, not me. So you can't get butt hurt. But we're gonna move on to the next song called "I'm Ready," and this song is, you know what? "Roll Over You" is a grower. That all. That's all it is. But "I'm Ready" is also a grower, and the chorus is really good.
that was I'm Ready. That is the sixth track off this 12-track album. It face it features Dee Snyder on vocals, Charlie Belmore on guitars. He's he has a guitar solo and bass. Joey Con- Conception is a guest guitar solo, has a guest guitar solo, and Nikki Belmore is on drums. Written by Jamie Jasta, Oliver Herbert, Charlie Belmore, and Nikki Belmore. So at least those three are consistent. I wish. You know, I wish D would have written something for this. It would have been really, really nice to know that, you know, he didn't just ask these guys and just say, hey, could you write me some song? Can you write me some songs and we'll record some stuff and all that jazz? But, oh, I apologize. I was yawning. But as you guys heard there, that track is really killer, especially with the chorus that says, Maybe we're just here for the pain, then I'm ready. And just the way that D delivers that that line, then I'm ready, or just the whole chorus in general, just kind of took me aback the first time I heard it. it. Like, just imagine you're hearing this song for the first time, And again, you know, I could use some of these titles for uh, my personal issues with my brothers. And and I'm just telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm ready for whatever anybody has to throw at me that, that, you know, doesn't like what I say on the show. I'm ready for it all. You don't have to like what I say. You don't have to agree with it plain and simple the show is for fun and sometimes it can be on a serious note so just letting that be put out there and of course our fucking neighbors have their dog out and he's gonna bark awesome so the next song is running mazes and honestly this song is starting to move up the favorite charts because it's not half bad. I hope you guys enjoy it.
like I said, that was Running Mazes. Another another track that just kicks your... F D. Snyder literally put his foot in your asshole with that song. He kicked it right back inside of you. Um, when I first heard this song and I heard the guitars and the drums just start, I'm like... <sighs> Fuck. This album is killing me. Slowly but surely. You know, there, there's not really a whole lot more that I can say that I haven't already said about this album. You're gonna, and you guys are gonna start to notice something that these songs are extremely short. So there's a couple long, there's a couple, you know, medium sized ones, but they're really short. You can get through this album at least in 45 to 50 minutes tops. Um, that may be a good thing, that may be a bad thing, I don't know, but, you know, it, it, it describes, it describes, you know, someone who is literally just running through their mind, trying to find a thought, or, you know, a feeling of something somewhere, and all they're doing is running mazes, and they're getting stuck, and they can't hide from, you know, the demons and all that other stuff that are in that maze. And we're gonna... And I do apologize if my, you know, thoughts and feelings are a little short. I'm not trying to make this a two-hour long episode. So, again, I apologize beforehand. I had a lot to cover to begin the, pod, to begin the podcast that I needed to get out off my chest. But we're going to be moving along here with the number eight song on the album called Mask. Okay. 
Now here's one song that I really wasn't too fond of when I first heard it, but as time has went on, you know, I've grown to appreciate it a little more, but I it, it's still not grabbing me like everything else so far. And like I said, this album has taken it was on an uphill slope and then it's coming down a little bit, but it's about to increase with the next four songs. I'm telling you that right now. There are some really good songs on the last four songs of this out. Well, the la well, number 9, 10 and 11. So um I mean, I don't really know what else to say for this song. I can't really say a whole lot because I just it it hasn't grabbed me like it like everything else. Um but it is written by Jamie Jasta, John R. Moyer, Charlie Belmore, and Nikki Belmore. So we might as well get down to the nitty gritty here, folks. Because we are now on song number nine, Become the Storm. And this song is my favorite song off of this album. Hope you guys enjoy. This was a single. So I hope you guys enjoy. The rain is nothing to fear when you become the storm. Truth and the 
Before I give my thoughts on Before the Storm, however, I want to just thank each and every one of you guys for listening to the last couple episodes. Um, I'm telling you right now, the content's going to get better and better as time goes on. I'm trying to get people on here. Again, if you have a problem with anything that I say, or if you want to be on the show, all you got to do is contact me, shoot me a shoot me a message on messenger for those of you that have me on facebook um and i'm not giving out my fucking phone number here i'm not dumb not dumb but i just wanted to thank each and every one of you for you know helping me do this hobby and feel like people are actually getting something out of it so for that, I'm going to put something that, nah, it'll be too random. But, might as well get back on track. I just want to thank you guys so much for listening. But, Become the Storm, what a killer track. F- again, I, like I said, my favorite track off of this album. And, why shouldn't it be? It's perfect. It has that twisted sister kind of vibe with the guitars. At least to me it does. Like the Stay Hungry twisted sister. And, you know, the the chorus hits me pretty pretty, pretty well. And it's got me through the last last couple weeks. And the chorus is, "We are not made. We are not here to suffer. But what we get, but what we get through, makes us tougher." And honestly, that is never a truer fucking statement. I mean, let's let's think about it. I've been through a lot in my life, and it's only made me a stronger person. Yeah, I've got my issues with my anger and all that stuff. But, you know, I've gotten through a whole bunch of stuff. I've gotten through a move all the way across con- across the country from Ohio to Arizona. I, you know, I got through not having a job. You know, I got through the move coming back here and starting a new job and being in a apartment where your roommates weren't fucking helping you with bills. And Lottie fucking da. So, um, sorry, but it, that statement right there, but what we get through makes us tougher is just one of the truest statements ever in this, in this album. Um, I don't, honestly, I don't know what else to say. It's it's just really good. The cor- the courses in this album are really, really well put together. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. And that's gonna be evident in the next track, The Hardest Way. And it is featuring Howard Jones, which I think he is from. Let me look it up here. I think he is from Hate Breed. But if I'm wrong, I know someone's gonna come at me, so let me just look it up here. Uh, 
think this is that person, is it? There's no way. There it is. He is actually from Kill Switch Engage. And let me tell you, does does he help with this song? And, and you'll and you'll hear his voice. Uh, you'll hear his vocals in this song as well. So here is the tenth track of this album. We've got two more after this, guys. Here is the hardest way.
Doesn't that track just fucking fuck your ear holes? Amber and I had just had a moment there for a second because I said, fuck your ear holes. Yeah, well, every time I look at you, you take your earbuds out, so now every time, every time, I'm just going to say something really outrageous. Fuck your ear holes. The hardest way? Did I violate you the hardest way? But Song title. <laughs> I try to be funny, and it fails so hard. <laughs> Shut up. So hard. The hardest way. <laughs> God, I really need to stop. Like, I love the chorus in this. I mean, how can how can you not? It's different. D's taking a little break. You know. Why do you gotta make fun of his name? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Why do you have to make fun of D. Snyder's name and say D's nuts? Senorita Peanut Gallery. I'll fucking show you some peanuts later. Allergic? Wow. Okay. Again, I'm only using the bruh meme. Well, I'm trying to get you involved, damn. I already listened to it when you're done recording, so why would I listen to it while you're recording? I can only stand to hear you say Cause you're cause you're part of the show. This ain't Amber and Aaron Baker. I made you part of the show. Show Show oh, my god, please stop. So, Howard, uh, let's get back on track, because I have two songs to get through, okay? So, Howard, so Howard Jones' vocals are the We All Learn Something, The Hard Way, The Hardest Way. And I sounded so white there. <laughs> so white. I'm the whitest person you know. the hardest way and honestly I didn't think I was gonna like you know D sharing vocals with somebody but I actually kinda like it not gonna lie uh, and I do kinda like kill switch engage too so it was nice to see but let's go to my third favorite track on this album and that is Dead Hearts, Love Thy Enemy, and it is featuring Alyssa White Gluz from the, I believe, the Swedish melodic death metal band Arch Enemy. And she's also a former lead vocalist and founding member of the Canadian metal band The Agonist. And she uses some clean vocals in the song, so I hope you guys enjoy this one as much as I do.
this song it was it was nice to hear you know some soft lyrics because I think in my opinion D Snyder went in hard with the with the metal it was about time for a D Snyder metal album 
like don't get me wrong i like the uh i like the piano version of we're not gonna take it and but i know d for his time in with twisted sister and i'm one of those people that's like oh man just do metal man it's what you're good at just do the metal bro just do the metal and he honestly delivered And Alyssa, her vocals, again, with uh, with the last song, The Hardest Way, it was nice to hear D. Snyder share vocals with somebody else, and it actually worked. I mean, once D. takes over, man, holy fuck, does the song kick some fucking ass. And, again... And he, and here's the last line. As hard as it can be, love thy enemy. You know, again, I could use that for my personal issue with my brothers. And honestly, yeah, it is hard. But I'm not going to love somebody that is just going to constantly, you know, contact me and start some shit. So this is me retaliating by bringing you up every fucking second. So... And finally, man, here we are, the coup de gras, the, the self-titled track, and the final track for, for The Love of Metal, the self-titled track for The Love of Metal. Thank you. 
song reference in the first couple lines of the song. I was once under the blade. I was once the last in line. I was the victim of changes. You can't stop rock and roll. It's my life. This is my painkiller. My obsession runs deep. For uh, for the love of all things loud, United World worldwide fills me with pride. And then this is the anthem of this fucking song. I mean, this fucking album. I do it for the love. I release my hate. Set my soul ablaze. For the love of metal. For the love of metal. Metal. Ahem. <clears throat> Are you making fun of me? Yeah. That's what I thought. He'll start back up in like two minutes as soon as I start talking. Because he's tired of hearing me talk. So, you know, we all do things for the love of metal. I mean, I spent over $200 on metal metal CDs and albums. I'll just talk right over you, bro. And there's the Tiniest Peanut Gallery member. Really, dude. Really. Okay, then, Theodore. Good lord. You know, and... Like, D... I'll give him credit for this album. He put in he put in the vocal work, and this guy has been around for quite... Since the 80s. As far as I know. And I'm telling you right now, Theodore Jackson, you need to chill out. But the one line in this song that I love the most is this. We are all fucking metal. That goes out to everybody 
that loves hard rock and heavy metal music. And that line right there just symbolizes it. We are fucking metal. So that does it for my album review of D. Snyder's For the Love of Metal. If you want to find it, go to your local local music shop or FYE. They should have a copy. It's D. Snyder For the Love of Metal. I hope you guys really enjoyed this album review because I really enjoyed making it. It This episode's going to be about a two-hour two hour long experience and I hope I try to keep you guys as entertained as possible again sorry if my thoughts were you know a little short but what is a guy to do what is a guy to do um but what you can do for me guys is share Share, 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 share the episodes with your friends, your family, your coworkers, anybody that has a phone or an iPod. They can easily find this, download a podcasting app or the Podbean app, and look for look for the the bakery that is. Capital T H E capital B A K E R Y. And it should show up, especially on Podbean. So just share, 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 and get the word out, guys. Get the word out about this show. I put in all the I put in all the effort. I do all the editing myself. I record it. Do all this stuff. For the entertainment of you guys. So the least you guys can do is just spread the word for me. Alright? Alright. Well, I think that'll just about do it for me with this episode. My name is Aaron Baker. And the bakery is now closed. <laughs>